Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Brian, we're finally back. Uh, some interesting fights last week, but we're going to get some two really good fights coming up. But we also got some news in the boxing world. Uh, things are kind of heating up before the end of the year. Mm, yeah, but not much of it is happening this year um, because we have three topics to talk about. We've been uh, busy this week, but we're back. And I mean, we'll talk about it, but some boxing being boxing stuff but also a really good fight that was just announced uh literally right before we started so we figured we spent a few minutes on that um so let's get into it with our first topic because i don't like what the ibf did but i also understand it from a politics perspective Welcome back to the mandatory. We're back with you. Been a little bit. We've been away a little bit, right? It's been a little bit of a hiatus, but we're back. Uh, if you do rock with the show, thank you so much. If you already haven't hit that like button, hit it, hit that subscribe button. Follow us on our social media channels. We're at the mandatory TKO Twitter IG, TikTok. Make sure to follow us. We'll be posting all of our content on there as well. And thank you to everyone who's already been rocking with us. Now, we got a lot of news this week uh, with one of the biggest boxers in the world, Brian, arguably pound for pound. Terrence Bud Crawford was stripped of his IBF title, and the title was awarded to Jerron Boots Ennis. Now, the reasoning for this is because of course, Ron Boots Ennis was the IBF mandatory, but Terrence Bud Crawford had that fight with Errol Spence Jr. They had a rematch clause. Errol Spence Jr. activated that rematch clause. So Terrence Bud Crawford's team took a little bit longer to let the IBF know, but nonetheless, they stripped him of his title. And now Jerron Boots Ennis is the champ. Your thoughts on all of this? I think it's stupid because typically you would want them to give somebody a year after winning the title. Terrence Crawford's had the title for a few months because he just beat Errol Spence a few months ago this past summer. And they know that he's going to fight Errol Spence next in the rematch. So they're like, okay, you're not fighting our interim champion um, who you should fight. And we're going to ship you the title. So you're no longer undisputed. And now Jerron Ennis gets to say that he's the full welterweight champion. And a lot of people are calling him an email champ. I saw some somebody said the IBF should stand for Inbox Federation. Um, and Jerome Boots Ennis is great. I think he's world title caliber. But I don't think Terrence Crawford should have been stripped uh, of, of the title. Now, they would tell you that he has no plans to fight Jerron Ennis. So Jerron Ennis, therefore, gets to become the champion. And it's like, I don't know if that's the way you sort of do business either either as a boxing federation but i i think in, as it continues to be the case in this sport people just make up the rules as they go and um for terence crawford i don't think it's about necessarily being undisputed uh for a long time we saw him become undisputed and we think that 
he'll beat Errol Spence again. And we think that he'll beat Jermel Charlo after that and become undisputed at 154. And then, you know, maybe that's it. So I, I don't think it matters that much in the grand scheme of things. But hopefully this means that Jerron Boots Ennis has to step up and fight better competition. Not that he's fought bad competition, but now that you're a world champion, we want to see world championship caliber level fights uh, moving forward because he is supposed to be next, supposed to be one of the best welterweights in the world. Now that he's a full champion, let's see it. And this is what we kind of all suspected at one point. We would possibly see Jerome Boots and his fight a Terrence Bud Crawford or Errol Spence Jr. It doesn't seem like we're going to be getting that. And it's kind of interesting because I don't believe that Bud should have been stripped of this title. I think it's the dumbest thing that IBF could have done. But the worst part about it, and this is no shade to Jerome Boots Ennis. I am a fan. But you get awarded this belt and then you want to post on your social media What's their excuse going to be now? That is lame. You just got the belt handed to you. You can only talk that talk when you win, right? If you want it off Bud, talk all you want. But he wasn't doing that. And I think it's unfair to Bud. Everyone knew that there was a rematch clause with him and Spence. And of course, if one of them lost it, they were going to activate the clause. We knew that we were going to get two fights between Bud and Spence regardless. And if Spence is more competitive in this one, or let's just say that Spence does beat Bud because there is always that possibility it is boxing. And we know that Spence... But but I understand. Yeah, I mean, mean, you have to... At one point, we were arguing that Spence could be the best welterweight in the world. Obviously, Bud proved that. But I do want to say if that does happen, there's a possibility we could get a third fight between these guys. That is always a thing that could happen because it is a moneymaker. But as for Jerron Boots Emmis becoming the champ now, I mean, this is essentially what happened, what Teofimo Lopez was saying to Devin Haney, right? He was calling him an email champ. And so this is essentially the same thing. I would like to see Jerron Boots Ennis fight tougher competition. And listen, I don't think he's going to end up fighting Bud because we know after Bud takes care of Spence, Charlo is on the line. And same thing with Spence. I think Spence might move up or maybe Spence will retire depending how how this next fight goes with Bud. We're kind of unsure at this point. But, you know, at one point we were also saying that Jerome Boots Ennis was the future king of the welterweight division, as was uh, Virgil Ortiz, who, listen, he just has to move up and wait because it doesn't seem like he can make the weight. So it's interesting. I think it is Jerome Boots Ennis' division for the taking. I really, really do, but I don't think this is the way to get the belt, and I think the IBF messed up, and it makes them look extremely, extremely lame. Um, So shout out to Bud because, you know, it wasn't – he couldn't do anything about it. They stripped him of his title, and it's probably the lamest thing that could have happened in boxing this year. No, there's been labor things in boxing this year. Um, Tyson Fury not not training the fight, Francis Ngannou, was pretty lame. Um, but did he actually say he didn't train? No, but exactly. I'm, I'm, I'm just I'm accusing him of that uh, playfully. I don't know. If a lot of people are saying that. A lot of yeah. people are like, he I'm sure he did some. Six weeks. I'm sure he did some level of training, but he did not. Like, there's no way he did like a full Tyson Fury training camp for training. But regardless, um, I mean, I thought I didn't think it was lame though because I I thought Francis did his thing. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's why I don't think it was lame because Fury kind of made Francis look good, which is lame, but. I mean, nonetheless, I think them stripping butt of the title is lame because you didn't deserve that. But here at the mandatory, we want to know what your thoughts are on Terrence Bud Crawford being stripped of the IBF title and your thoughts on Jerron Boots Ennis becoming the champ through email, essentially. But uh, if you think 
who he should fight next and what are your thoughts on everything that just went down let us know drop some comments below also follow us on our social media channels we're at the mandatory tko all right now talking about um i guess you could say not traditional boxing there's a guy named Jake Paul who is very, very known to have these crossover fights with MMA fighters, but he's going to be fighting a real boxer. Some of you may have heard of him. Some of you may have not, but he will be fighting Andre August on December 15th in Orlando. And this is a guy, Andre August. He's 10-1-1, five wins by knockout. He's 35 years old, so still on the older edge for Jake Paul. We know he likes to fight a little bit of older dudes other than Tommy Fury. Uh, but this is a real fight for Jake Paul, Brian. What are your thoughts on this? Is it though? It, it's kind of, it kind of is. It kind of is. When you say uh, most of you probably haven't heard of him or whatever, or some of you may have, some of you haven't, I, I, I'm pretty sure 99% of people listening to this probably never have. No disrespect to Andre August, but you know, I, when you look at, okay, why is Jake Paul fighting a boxer? There has to be a reason for that. And the reason is because there has to be some sort of advantage here. So as soon as this was announced, I was trying to go find it because I'm not going to sit up here and say that I've watched every single one of Andre August's fights in his career. I don't know. Does he get he ranked? Would... Does he get ranked if he wins this fight? Well, Andre August is 324 in the world uh, in the cruiserweights. Does Jake get? Box rec. Yeah. Hopefully not, but we'll see. Um, he turned pro in 2013, and he's fought pretty sparingly since then, as a matter of fact. Um, his one loss was to a dude named Eric Abraham, who was 3-3 three and three at the time when Andre August was 5-0-1, oh, and, and Andre August was stopped in the second round of that fight to a journeyman named Eric Abraham. And Andre August also took a four-year layoff, conveniently not that long ago he ended it, um, from 2019, November of that year, through August of 2023, he did not fight uh, between that. And he's coming off a unanimous decision win over a guy named Brandon Martin, who was 7-0. and So I was like, oh, undefeated fighter. You want to know the records of the guys that Brandon Martin's beaten? Don't worry about it, not because good. I'll tell you. 5-12, and 2-3, and 1-6, and 2-10, and 2-18. And, uh, and the one guy he lost to was Andre August's um Andre August Andre August's best win was probably that one but otherwise he's got wins over guys who are 7 and 13 5 and 16 6 and 25 0 and 4 and uh you know basically in that territory so is this a real fight I guess dot 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 but are we surprised at all of that? No, like, I don't think exactly, exactly, right? That's We're not going to expect Jake Paul to pick someone from the cruiserweight division and be like, yo, I'm going to fight you. Like, it's just not going to happen. That's not what Jake Paul is. And at the same time, you can't kind of hate on him on it because he's made so much money doing it. Sometimes the cards are pretty nice. I mean, we had Amanda Serrano on the last one. She's usually on all the damn cards that Jake Paul fights on. So he's giving us these fights. He's promoting it well. Does he fight the best competition? No. I want to see him against Tommy Fury again. That's a fight okay. I could be interested in again. <laughs> Listen, oh. but from all the fights that he's done, was that not the one that was probably the most fair game? Well, yeah, because he lost it. But I also think, like, I mean, Tommy Fury, it, I don't even know what category he's in now. He struggled against KSI. You know what I mean? Yeah, he shouldn't have. Like, shouldn't so, have. But I think with Jake Paul, though, this is a – it's a step up from Nate Diaz. I guess from a box. I mean, time. hey, listen to so people. Nate Diaz was getting it against Jake Paul. That was a fight I wasn't even excited about. I was like, I'm not going to watch this. And I was watching it and I was like, well, okay, Nate Diaz is giving it to him. 
And he took away some rounds from Jake Paul. Let's be serious here. So, listen, I think this is a fight where we could actually say Jake is fighting better competition. Like, it's not an MMA fighter, which I appreciate, right? It's not a crossover fighter. Like, it's so different. I mean, Francis Ngannou did it, but not everyone's going to be doing that in the ring, right? He's fighting dudes that are older that made their life in the octagon. So for Jake Paul to be fighting a guy that, listen, he, he's got 10 wins. He's got only one loss, one draw. I mean, it's it's not it's not the worst fight, right? And I'm, I'm guaranteeing you, we're probably going to watch it, Brian. <laughs> we're probably going to watch this damn fight. Let's be serious here. You know what's the fight I wanted to see him fight was Hasim Rahman Jr.? Yeah. Because I feel like that is sort of the level of boxer where I want to see him tested against. But no, I'm going to watch this fight because... What else is going to be on December 15th? Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards tell them to oppose the durbin marshall credit card bill i mean i'm sure there's gonna be like you know the beef brady's bowl or some shit you know what i mean like there's gonna i'm gonna be, probably watch that you know? <laughs> <laughs> let's be serious here it's me i'm gonna watch i'm gonna watch popeyes, that bowl game the popeyes bahamas bowl i'm sure yeah. that's gonna be going on around then um i'll probably the, bet on a couple of these things the but, pinstripe new era bowl can't miss that one yeah, like you I wanted to see the, the Hasim Rahman Jr. fight at one point. But then again, Hasim Rahman didn't, make, didn't weight. make weight. And Hasim Rahman Jr. also lost a unanimous decision to Greg Hardy last year. Yeah. So there's that. Um, but look, I, I, I watched this fight, but um, I'll tell you what, I ain't going to go cover it. Because one, I'm not going to be in Orlando at that point. I was just conveniently there when Amanda Serrano fought. And two, that venue is not my favorite is what I would say to that. Yeah, you can go on the uh, last episode and Brian will be telling you about how terrible that venue is. But we want to know your thoughts on Jake Paul's next fight. Are you going to watch it? And are you going to be putting any money on Andre August? Because essentially it is it is kind of, you know, tougher competition for Jake. I don't know if tougher actually, but it's competition for Jake in that that's what it is. I don't think uh, Jake is going to be the underdog, by the way. No, no, he's no, no, yes. no. But it, hey, you never know what could happen. Be in the close, race. But I don't think he's going to be the underdog. Let us know your comments, drop them below, and make sure to follow us on our social media channels. All right, a pretty big fight announced just a few hours ago or an hour ago, Brian, uh, as we are recording this. This one, a good one. Natasha Jonas to defend her IBF welterweight title against Michaela Mayer on January 20th. Brian, your thoughts on this bout? I quote tweeted uh, Michael Benson's tweet, and I said this is a great fight. Um, by the way, following up on our last discussion, uh, Jake Paul opens minus 400 favorite over Andre. Okay, so not, so not that big, not that big of a favorite. <laughs> well, I mean, for, for boxing standards, not that big. Cause right? we're, cause, uh, by the way, stay tuned. Um, we are going to be dropping another episode of money be green and we got, uh, some good fights to preview the Shakur Stevenson fight also and Emmanuel Neverette. So, uh, we will be dropping that as well as we talk about betting. Uh, but as you said, Jonas and Mayer, um, how hype are you for this fight? Uh, extremely because, well, Michaela Mayer moving up in weight all the way to welterweight is interesting because, remember, she was champion at lightweight and um, 
had the fight with Alicia Baumgartner, which didn't go well, right? Um, or was it was close. It was, was pretty actually... close, Matt. It was pretty close. I think it could have gone either way, but I think Baumgartner got enough done I think uh, that, to get the victory. Might have even been super featherweight. I'm not even sure. I got to look up. But um, Natasha Jonas, ever since losing to Katie Taylor, has been on a run. And I've found her fights very entertaining. I've won money on her fights as well because for some reason, other uh, sports books haven't really shown her the proper respect up until very recently. But Natasha Jonas is somebody who possesses power. Nine knockouts. The division. Yes. And 14 wins, nine knockouts. Yes. So she's got that power. And one knockout loss a long time ago. Vivian Ubanoff. Um, mm-hmm. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah, which is, I mean, Ubanov, if you ever followed a woman's boxing, listen, she did her thing. Uh, you know what I mean? So that's a loss where you can take a look at your resume and be like, okay, like that's that's a good loss to have, I feel I feel like. So from the time we recorded this, this just got announced, so the odds aren't up yet. But I'm curious to see where the price is. I would favor Natasha Jonas because she's bigger, stronger than Michaela Mayer. Um I think Natasha Jonas is going to fight similar to the way Alicia Baumgartner did against Michaela Bayer, but I think she can do it with more power. Um, there's a steroid joke in there somewhere that I'm not going to make, but I think that she- you just made it. <laughs> <laughs> you essentially just made it. But- Alicia Baumgartner positive test drought that it's like we could nothing happened. You know what I mean? So I don't. I don't know. I don't know if she's guilty, innocent, whatever the case may be. But I think uh, Natasha Jonas is. Um, is very 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 skilled in that weight class one of the best in the world in that weight class and this is a great fight for Michaela Mayer who steps up um you know was fighting at the 130 pound division for a while lost to Alicia Baumgartner moved up to lightweight moved up to super lightweight now she's moving up to welterweight for this fight so I think the size is going to be interesting see how she handles that she wasn't a big puncher even at the super featherweight division um so i think that you're gonna be if you're betting on her to win this fight if you're picking her to win this fight i think what you're looking for is for her skill her olympic pedigree to just outbox natasha jonas to use her range so to speak but natasha jonas is not here to just play around um i don't know if it was announced where the fight's gonna be i'm sure it's gonna be in the uk so that's gonna be a home field advantage for natasha jonas even though michaela mirrors fought out there and yeah, I think it's a it's a great fight to start the year because it's going to be on January 20th, and I'm definitely going to be watching that wherever I am. Yeah, this is a great fight for just boxing in general. Natasha Jonas, if you haven't heard her name, go back and watch some of her highlights because she does possess power and she has skill. And she will have good size against Michaela Mayer in this fight because usually I think size is one of Michaela Mayer's advantages, I feel like, usually when she's fighting other women because the way that she's built, but... I feel like Michaela Mayer, she's never been a big puncher. Like, I've never looked at Michaela Mayer and been like, she's a good puncher. But what she does possess is skill. And she is going to try to outbox you. And so that's why I think stylistically, this fight is going to be so interesting. Because Michaela Mayer is moving up in a weight class. So, of course, that's always the difference. But I feel like in women's boxing, um, where the talent is, like, these women can move up and down. Because there are a lot of talented women. And so I think they can move up and down in these divisions. So I'm interested in seeing how Michaela Mayer is going to be looking in the welterweight division. But I think this one is going to be a very, very close fight. I think Michaela Mayer is going to give Natasha Jonas some problems, but it's a tough fight. Michaela Mayer, the last time she was in the UK, she lost a fight to Alicia Baumgartner. And I think even though we are getting this fight and it's a really, really good fight, I think in the back of everyone's mind, we want to see a rematch with Alicia Baumgartner and Michaela Mayer because they hate each other. 
They absolutely hate each other. And that's what we want to see. And so after Michaela Mayer gets done with this fight, and I don't know how I'm going to bet yet, Brian. Leaning towards Natasha Jonas, but I think Michaela Mayer is going to be in, in this fight. And I think it's going to be extremely close. I think, it, I think it could be like six to four in terms of rounds. I don't think there's going to be a stoppage in this fight. Um, I, I I think I would give it two decision by, if I if I had to think about it right now, Natasha Jonas, six to four, I think Michaela Mayer is going to make it really close. But I wouldn't be surprised at all if Michaela Mayer also won this fight. I'd be a little surprised because of the weight. But, she, you know, for some people, again, not cutting is actually an advantage. Um, just one thing. She's only been fighting in the UK recently, Michaela Mayer has, since the Alicia Baumgartner fight. Um, because I do comfortable remember, there. I do remember her being on the Joe Jonas. Joe Jonas. Joe Joyce. <laughs> Whoa, now I we know Brian's taste in music. <laughs> <laughs> you you bump Joe Jonas, dude? No, my girlfriend. Sure, uh, sure. We're learning um, more stuff about Brian. Big Joe Jonas fan right here. <laughs> no, I'm dead serious. I don't listen to the motherfuckers. <laughs> Yo, you you just you just snitched on yourself. So that's the narrative I'm a roll with. Okay. You like Joe Jonas, it's okay. To say it out loud, you bump his stuff. And um, I'm not surprised because, like, one time Brian <laughs> sent me, one time Brian sent me, like, a, a voice memo on WhatsApp. And um, I was I was proud of him because he was listening to Kehlani. So now I'm like, okay, the movement the, from Kehlani no, to Joe Joris doesn't sound too crazy. <laughs> if you like R&B, like, do you, or that's kind of pop, Joe Jonas, right? If you want to like dabble in that, it's cool. Don't be ashamed. Do your thing. I listen to I listen to hip hop. I listen to <laughs> I listen to rock. I listen to some metal even. Um, yeah, I have a white, and Joe Jonas. I have a white boy playlist and obviously salsa and dembo and shit. Um, I have a white boy playlist. I have a Latino playlist. I got it all. You know what I'm saying? Um, but not Joe Jonas. Jonas. Not sure. Joe Jonas. Joe Joyce. No, nobody forced him to say any of that. Yeah. Mayer was, I'm getting us back on track for what Kayla <laughs> Mayer was on the Joe Joyce undercard. You know, top rank was pushing that. They were taking photos together and shit. And then he ended up getting rocked with Jelay uh, Zhang. So didn't end up mattering. But yeah, Michaela Mayer uh, has gotten comfortable in the UK. And I think she's going to be a slight underdog for this. And if I had to lean early, my uh, sort of lean would be Natasha Jonas. I don't think she'll finish Michaela Mayer, but yeah. I, it would probably be a different conversation if we had a 12 rounds and three minute three rounds. Minute rounds yeah. I don't think we're going to get for this fight. Because then I think I, I would get Natasha Jonas to take care of Alicia Baumgartner in rounds 10 through 12. You mean stoppage. Michaela Mayer? I mean, yeah, sorry. Although Michaela I think Mayer. she'd beat Alicia Baumgartner too, probably. Um, Beth, that's a fight I'd be down for, but we don't know what's <laughs> up with Alicia. You know what I mean? We haven't heard anything. It's gone. It's like it's I, disappeared. It's it's like it's disappeared, Brian. I still want to see Amanda Serrano versus Alicia Baumgartner. That's probably the fight that I want the most for uh, both of them. But again, we don't know if when Alicia Baumgartner is going to fight again. What's the situation with, like, is she going to be suspended or not? I don't even know if there's she's got the going on. She's kind of moving along with her life right now. So maybe she's, she's got the Jay-Z her. effect going on when Jay does something and, like, it's bad. And then it just disappears. And, like, nobody hears about it. 
that's what will happen to Alicia Baumgartner right now. Anyways, here at the Meditory, we want to know your thoughts on uh, Natasha Jonas and Michaela Mira. Let us know how hype you are for this fight, uh, who you're going to go for, who you would rather see Michaela Mira fight or Natasha Jonas. And if there's a woman's fight in boxing that you really, really want to see next year, let us know. Drop some comments below. Also, follow us at the Meditory TKO. Uh, we are going to be having some betting dropping for you early because we got the Shakur Stevenson fight. Emmanuel Navarrete is going to be back in the ring as well. So we got that coming for you. Brian, any final thoughts before we get up and out of here? Yeah, um, I was looking at the IBF rankings just to go back to that conversation about, you know, Jerron Ennis becoming the champion now. And apparently this is as of November 9th. So this is as of yesterday. Um, the, uh, the updated IBF rankings don't have a number one or a number two. According mm. to BoxingScene.com, number three is Cody Crowley. Give give my no. boy Cody a chance here. <laughs> we have an interview with him. If you haven't seen it, go check it out. Give him a shot. Um, listen, I think Cody deserves it. He's, he hasn't been in the ring forever. Like, what's going on with that? So I think he was waiting on Spence um, because he was Spence's mandatory. If I'm if I'm not mistaken, he was. Yeah, uh, he was I don't know how contender. I don't know how he goes to number three and you don't have a number one or a number two. You probably got to do a couple of eliminators. Um, next up on the ranking, though, was Eku Esuman from the UK, who's still undefeated, who's in his mid 30s, who is actually fighting uh, soon, November 18th, the weekend that uh, Shakur Stevenson. Well, Shakur Stevenson is fighting on a Thursday inexplicably, but that's somebody else, I guess, to watch for the welterweight division. But I think Cody Crowley is much more deserving. Uh, of a welterweight title shot and i sign me up for boots Ennis versus uh cody crowley i would love to see that fight i think that's a good fight i i would lean towards uh boots but my heart would say cody crowley because he's canadian all right make sure you follow us at the mandatory tko and look out for some more betting content coming your way At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.